Hello, everybody. Shall I be able to talk now? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, the wait is over. We're getting ready to get into this tonight, aren't we? I know yes. I'm excited. Y'all are excited yes. too, right? Boy, yes. uh, yes. excited. Well, I will point out uh, to the audience that uh, the our Titus, uh, he he just relocated, so he's still working on all that fun things that happens after you move. So he's going to be a disembodied voice. No, he's not playing a poltergeist. He is actually here. Not today. We may, we'll probably see him a little later. And since we're on this board, before we get too much into it, because we have some new players who are may have been wa may have watched us before, or maybe just joining us. We have some new people in the chat and following the channel. You see, there's two little bar little bars down here. One of them is for Extra Life. We had a 24-hour stream recently and did an amazing job raising money for Extra Life to help sick kids. I'd like to keep that train growing and going. So we do have a goal of 2,000. We do have a couple of milestones. And I hate to say it, if you hit those milestones with this crew, they're going to get those benefits. They may be way under level to for them, but it'll be huge effect for them for those benefits. Our next uh, uh, goal would be a Bardic Inspiration, I believe, at 7th level, which will be a D10 if they need it. Uh, and then, of course, uh, some more magical items and whatnot. So go to Extra Life, donate for the kids, because it's for the kids. For the kids! Additionally... <laughs> Additionally, we see that little green bar down there that says a thousand. That is the uh, HP. That is that is the that is the HP bar. That you can every time you cheer, subscribe, follow, host, all of that, you you earn points that knocks down that HP bar. Every time you knock down the HP bar, I get to do something to the party. So <laughs> for the kids to help the party, the HP bar will help the will help the dungeon master. And if, I'm and if I'm particularly generous, I will roll that over to helping the party. <laughs> so it depends on the situation and how, mu and how, how much helpful we want to be. So just throwing it out there. <laughs> oh, and every time it gets knocked down, the, the, uh, the value goes up. So let's get to those epic levels. We had some really great epic things. So, All right. Uh, that being said, let me turn this over and introduce my wonderful and lovely cast for this season of Challenge Accepted. Uh, we're going to start uh, and kind of work back to me. So we're going to start with Tarvos. Uh, Tarvos, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your character and what was the last major thing he was doing, he or she was doing? Uh, the last major thing, okay. Um, Tavros was a, uh, is a, a, a very large minotaur. Um, he's, he's a big, big, huge guy. He has a very deep, low voice like this, and he sounds a little bit too like a, like a bull. But, uh, anyways, um, the last thing he remembers doing, um, was, uh, he was in a very large battle. Um, he's part of the Akroan army. And, uh, and he's, he's kind of like the cleanup crew, uh, who, who, um, gets into, um, saves the army when they can't handle it. And so, he uh, he was what, what was called the last man standing in a battle, and and then after the fight, he fell over, and uh, I, I assume he got picked up and taken to where he is now. I'm not 100 percent sure what uh, what happened to him. To be honest, <laughs> uh, yeah, the last thing Tarvos remembers is he uh, he he managed to survive the battle and then lost consciousness due to his injuries, and uh, he was loaded up on a cart, and while traveling on that cart, he kind of lost consciousness. So he's not sure what's going on just yet, but. Stand by. We'll pick up on that in a few minutes. 
<laughs> uh, next up, uh, you'll, uh, how do you pronounce this one, Andy? Uh, Yuva or Yuvia? Yuvia. Oh, okay. Uh, tell us, uh, <laughs> tell, tell us about, tell us about Yuvia and, uh, what was the last thing, uh, he or she was doing before they, w- so Yuvia is, uh, a wood elf cleric and the last uh, major thing she's doing is that uh, she decided to left the ruins she's been guarding for like a whole uh, for her entire life. Like she's, she's been trained for that uh, for last year since she was a kid, uh, since she was a child. So yeah, now she's uh, uh, trying to see the world by his her own eyes. All right. Uh, so we we know that she has left the uh, ruin she was guarding and has kind of wandered into the wilderness and uh, as it's been a few days since she's left the ruins and she's kind of just navigating the roads as best she can in the, in the region and we'll find out what happens to her in a few minutes so next up Pearl what uh, tell us about Pearl and what is the last thing she was doing uh, Pearl I think you're on mute sweetie Okay. She ran off with her bard friend to join the Vespani. And I'm very worried about her because I know a little bit about Vespani and where they live and that it's dangerous. So I'm going after her. Well, who, who is Pearl and what race is Pearl and where has Pearl been for, for her life up until this point? Well, uh, Pearl is a tabaxi. Uh, she's kind of like a lionish looking and she's a monk. She's been training in a monastery for quite a while. Um, and kind of lost track of time and when she came back to visit her family, uh, her sisters are already gone and found out about this, so Let's see what happens. Alright, so last week in the last so she went searching for her sisters. Uh, as she was attempting to leave the monastery, because most of the times this monastery they don't let you leave once you join. Uh, she managed to take a daring escape, escape through a portal into the Shadowfell. So now Pearl is wandering the Shadowfell, looking for a way back to the Prime Material Plane or to continue her investigation. We will find out what happens to her in a little bit. But last and sir, but next to last, we have Carriger. What is uh, your character, and what is the last thing Carriger was up to? Am I pronouncing that right? Carriger. Erager, okay. Erager, yes. Uh, she is a pirate. Uh, she has spent most of her life on the seas, trying to make a name for herself. She is a um, tiefling, so she has uh, teal hair, violet eyes. She's kind of hard to miss on the ship, and uh, she's really good with maps and navigation. And so uh, the last thing she was doing is she was ashore um, gathering some new maps for a quest and her entire ship and captain and everyone was killed. So she is now off to see revenge and see if she can find who has dear her family. So uh, kind of like looking for a lost sister. She's She's got a little bit of a score to settle with someone. Oh, where, she doesn't where? know who. <laughs> where, 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 what region is she from? 
she is she from any any place like uh, the Sword Coast or Port Damali or somewhere on the uh, Menagerie Coast? Where where is she where has she been? I didn't have a chance to ask you this earlier, so you know I'm just kind of throwing it out there. I I literally just made this up on the spot. So that is a good question as to uh, where she's from. So <laughs> well, tell you what. We had that HP bar get knocked out for the first time, so we're going to say you are from the Menagerie Coast, a wonderful little place called Port Damali. And that is where you are beginning your investigation. Okay. Alrighty. And last and certainly not least, our disembodied voice from afar, Titus. Where? What? Is, who is Titus, and what is the last thing Titus was doing? So Titus is a human paladin. He is from uh, the uh, woodland area uh, outside, or west of the Velaki Valley, outside of Barovia. And he has spent most of his adult life uh, working there with his father, tending to, tending to the land and uh, has seen both his father and his mother killed uh, by the dark forces uh, in the area. And the last things that uh, he was doing was fighting off uh, some invaders uh, that uh, had set a trap for him and the villagers. It didn't go so well. So he's been uh, pursuing them into the Slavic woods. Pick up on that in just a few moments. So... And of course, I am Steve, or Scuba, as uh, depending on what the internet likes to call me each week. Uh, I'll be your humble and wonderful dungeon master for tonight. So, also, so that with those wonderful intros, we'll uh, kind of get into it. And we're going to start with Titus. Uh, Titus, as you've been progressing through the woods, the you had the attack you mentioned on the uh, villagers, and you were going to pursue them. You pursued them deep. You pursued them deep into the Slavic woods. As you were uh, traveling through those woods, uh, give me a perception check. Okay. Perception. Uh, it's a fifteen. All righty. As you are uh, looking through those woods, uh, you are noticing. Uh, you're, you're losing sight of the trail of where they went. But you do notice uh, about 60 or 80, 80 uh, yards from your position, there's a, a, a structure. Here's to be a, a two-story, a, a simple two-story dwelling kind of tucked away here in the woods. Um, it's There appears to be light uh, inside uh, through the windows. And a uh, you feel like kind of a compulsion to go and investigate. Okay. Um, before I go to the gate, I would like to use Divine Sense okay. to see if there's any fiends or undead within uh, 60 feet. Uh, from your current standpoint, no, you're not detecting any within 60 feet. As the Divine Sense uh, stays in effect as you get closer to the house, you're not detecting any uh, any fa any undead or fiends coming from the dwelling. Okay, then I will approach with caution. All right. 
as you uh, come up to the come up to the door. Uh, it's a again very simple, nondescript, uh, but it's just it's kind of out of place. And uh, part of you thinks it seems a bit odd that the structure is here. You've you've grown up in this valley. You've never and you've been through these woods you've never seen the structure here before but as you go to knock on the door the door opens and a gentleman is standing there in a in a very in a uh, a suit and he says ah i've been expecting you please come in you've been expecting me yes we have much to I do even, i don't even know who you are who oh, are you don't worry it will be explained. It will be. It will be explained in time. But we have a very busy schedule, and others to pick up. So please, come in. Uh, let's see. Uh, Eighteen insight. He is completely genuine in what he is saying. He has been expecting you, and that there is much to do and others to pick up. Okay, I will. I will go in. All right, and that is where we will leave you for a few moments. Uh. <laughs> Now, uh, we will travel over to Pearl. Pearl, as you, as this monastery you've spent the better part of a decade in learning and studying these, these masters. Uh, you notice that this, and with this monastery, there's an, a connection to the Shadowfell, and you use that as your escape. So you've been traveling through the Shadowfell for, for several days now, and as much as your studies have led to describe the Shadowfell, which is a very dark and negative and dangerous place, uh, you realize the books were probably being nice about the actual quality of the Shadowfell. This this place is pretty na pretty nasty. You see uh, large nightmarish creatures walking in the distance. You hear the rustling of things in the woods, and you're constantly on guard, and you're nervous. And you've because of your training, you've been managing to kind of hold off the effects of the shadow fell on you but it is starting to wear at you starting to feel that oppressive depression that comes with being in the shadow fell one night as you are uh looking for a safe place that you can stay uh give me a perception check All right, you are stressed, you are frazzled, you are desperate to find some place to stay. And as you looking and looking and you look for a place that part of you says better judgment says don't don't stay here. As you turn a corner, you see a dwelling. A little simple nondescript two-story house. Just sitting there. And the weird thing is, is it doesn't feel washed out in its colors compared to the rest of the Shadowfell, because normally the Shadowfell is a very, is kind of a big wash of grayscale. There's not a lot of color and bright. This one, you can actually make out the browns of the timbers. It's a muted brown, it's not very vibrant, but there's, and then the uh, the, the stucco walls of the exterior, the, the thatch, the, the roofing, it, it seems like it has a little bit more depth of color than the surrounding area. And there are lights inside the windows. Did you mute yourself again, or are you just uh, too far from the mic? All right, I guess. Uh, I said, did, can I look through the windows? Uh, yeah, go ahead and give me an investigation check. Right. 
Got a 15. Nice. Uh, as you come up to the windows, they, they, they look like kind of foggy, so you go to wipe on them and kind of peer in, and it looks like a very simple cottage. It looks like you might be actually looking in the uh, what would be the dining or kitchen area. And then you hear the door open to your left. Considering where, considering where you are, that's not a bad practice. Yeah. <laughs> so as you as you pull out your weapon and you're, you're kind of sitting there, and as you come around the corner, you see a gentleman standing there in a suit. He said, ah, you look like you need a meal. Or you you should come in. This this is no place to be out by yourself. You have to speak up because of your microphone. Who are you? My name is my name is not important right now. However, uh, your your assistance is actually needed, and it looks like I can provide some for you. Would you Would you like to? You should come in. We have great many things to do, and more people to more people to meet. And he stands and open, he stands and he opens the he kind of usher uh, extends his arm to lead, let to lead you in. go in but i'm going to have my my uh sword out at all times and just kind of keep my eye on the whole way in that's fine as you go in the door closes and we'll find out what you see in a few minutes <laughs> all righty uh we're going to move over to, uh yulvia uh, yulvia <laughs> Want to say I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. Well, I, I have to learn this. So this is this is nothing on you. I need to broaden my speech, so to speak. So, all right, Yuvia, uh, you have been, as we said, you have left uh, your uh, the ruins that you have been guarding for your childhood. It's your family's mission to guard these ruins. And you finally was like, I'm fed up. So as you've been progressing, you've been trying to find some semblance of civilization. And because the outside area has been kind of unknown because your whole world has been insulated by the. And as you're progressing through, uh, you do happen to stumble across a small settlement, nice little, a nice little town. Uh, there's some houses and some shops and one and uh, go ahead and give me a perception check. All right. Well, okay. Uh, these do the civilization, the non-elf civilization is weird. So you're trying to find and see what might be a good, a good place to maybe you, maybe an inn or something. You're not really sure. And one particular building, kind of at the end of the row, uh, seems to call out to you. You just have a sense that you should go check this out. And you go, and it's a very, it's kind of a nondescript sign. The you read it and then you kind of forget about it. It doesn't really stick, but you feel compelled to step inside. All right, then. Uh, is there uh, anyone I can see inside the building from the where I was stand? Uh, there's nobody standing outside. And as you go to look inside, uh, it looks like it's a tavern of some type. Uh, looks like there's a bar and some tables. Uh, you kind of hear some you hear some music 
and it just seems to call to you to step inside. Then I'll step inside and look around the room. And as you go to open the door, there's a gentleman in a suit who stands there and is like, Ah, welcome. Please, come in. As, and he ushers you in and uh, points you over to a seat. And that is where we will cut off for you and pick up. Sorry, I'm not telling you what's inside yet. You're going to have to wait. <laughs> okay. Um, alrighty. Uh, we'll go over to Tarvos. Oof. So, Tarvos, you gave it your all in battle. You, you, you did your duty, and then you, in all of these wounds and injuries, and you have been just passed out. And as you've been, you've been, the rhythm of the wagon bouncing along the road has kind of lulled you into that sense of sleep and rest because your body is just so exhausted. Eventually, though, it stops. And you hear the horses kind of, kind of neat, kind of neigh and whatever. And, and you hear the sounds of people exiting off the, uh, the, the wagon. And you hear, you can faintly hear, uh, hear a conversation going about. Go ahead and give me your perception. Okay. Uh, let's see. That is a plus three. Second. Uh, ooh, 18, 19, 20, 21. Nice. You hear uh, your compa- You hear the two guy, two individuals who all, who carried you off the battlefield and put you onto this wagon. And then you hear another voice. It's a very it's a very kind of proper speaking. It's weird. You're not quite familiar with the accent or the dialect. It's something you've never heard before. And it's a conversation about asking about how your condition is and are you fit for travel? And he he's asking that, please help him inside. We have a we have a bed for him. Please help him inside. Okay. Um, I'll... <laughs> Am, am, am I inside the wagon? You are in the wagon, laying there. Okay. It's basically a, <laughs> it's basically a uh, kind of a covered wagon without the cover on it. You're such okay. a big guy, yeah. You're kind of you're kind of in the in in the wagon bed, taking up the majority of it. Your your feet kind of dangle off just a little bit on the end there. I mean, minotaurs are not small people. No, <laughs> no. Um, all right, I'll, I'll stand up and. Uh, <laughs> So with some effort, yeah, yeah, with some effort, you kind of sit up. I mean, you've been thoroughly beaten to like an inch of your life. So this is (laughs) as you get up, you kind of feels, oh, I think I broke a rib there, or oh, I took a spear in the shoulder. (laughs) That one in the leg, man, that's a doozy. (laughs) Iron women love scars. So they say. I don't know. but as you kind of sit up, you see uh, the two people in the cart, and you see a gentleman dressed in a suit. Standing okay, I'll outside go over the and door introduce myself. A, yeah, he's staying outside the door of a nondescript two-story house. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll go over and introduce myself. Hello, <clears throat> are you the ones who saved me? Uh, the two gentlemen, uh, the two individuals standing to the side are like, yes, uh, we routinely travel the battlefields to... Make sure the make sure the injured are taken to med- to some type of healing facility, and then the guy oh. in the suit's like, "Ah, yes, these fine gentlemen happen to be passing by, and I wave them down. I believe, I believe uh, your services would be very useful in an in an endeavor. Uh, please, would you you should come in and rest and and heal from your wounds." 
It's the least I can do. Thank you very much. All right. So he goes, and interesting thing for you is you go to step to the door. You don't, you, you, you instinctively see, because humans are small creatures compared to you. And you figure this dwelling, it's it's human. So you, you figure you're going to have to slouch down and kind of work your way through. But as you, as you, as you begin to do that, you notice the doorway is actually your size and it lets you in. Ooh, this is convenient. Mm. All right. And now we will go over to Carriger. Car- Art. See, another one I have to learn how to pronounce. Carriger. 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 Ah, You yes. managed to survive the attack that wiped out your shipping crew. And, man, and have made it back on the Menagerie Coast. Uh, you're not sure where the attack came from, but it's you, you want to investigate what happens. But as you are uh, on the Sword Coast, as no, as you're on the Menagerie Coast, as you're in Port Tamale, and all the hubbub of this of this uh, nice tropical port, uh, you search and you're trying to figure out where's the best place to start your investigation. Not quite sure if you should trust the Clovis Concord. You're not sure if you should trust the Reverie. So you're very questionable because this attack made no sense. It just happened. No way. Um, but as you're searching through and looking for a, a, a tavern, you notice a tavern at the end of a row. And as you come up to it, uh, the sign is very nondescript. Uh, you kind of read it, think about it, and then be like, doesn't really stay into your memory and uh, come up to the door and what do you wish to do? Mm, doesn't look too busy so might be a good place to stop in and have a beverage and see what kind of gossip I could pick up. That's very true. It's very true. Very so. true. You feel an urge to step inside and as you step inside you see there really mu- isn't much of anyone about. In fact, as you look through the window and you thought there was a tavern, but as you step through the door, that's not what you found. That's not what any of you found. As each of you stepped into the door, you were immediately brought in to what appears to be this large marble, marble-floored foyer. The, the sheer size of this entryway totally does not fit the size of the structure you stepped into and you almost want to turn around and step through the door and look back but as you open the door it leads to somewhere you've not seen before and the gentleman in the suit is standing there at various times for each of you for tarvos it was he led you he he summoned some servants they some some wispy uh, unseen servants to take you up to a room and help and get you settled uh, a couple days later you feel yourself completely restored to full capability uh pearl you come in and they lead you into the kitchen and sit there and culinary boutique of foods and everything to help you regain your strength and and to be a little more comforting uh Erger, they bring you over and they offer you some beverages and stuff to eat as well uh uvia uh Yulvia, you've taken to 
looking uh, taken to a room to rest, and uh, you're shown some books and, and apps of the area. Titus, uh, you come in, and as you you're also given some type of uh, refreshment and shown to a room, and each of you here, uh, with the exception of Carriger, each of you here, the other the next one come in as you've been resting. Finally, after a couple of days, when Tarvos is fully healed and you all kind of congregate in the foyer because there's large staircases that lead up and rooms and rooms upon rooms from what you've seen inside this building. You're all in the entryway of this uh, this uh, this foyer, this large marble foyer of this uh, of this uh, structure. You're not quite sure, but you're all healed and well fed, well rested. I asked the the guy in the suit. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, gentleman in the suit is not standing there just at the moment. It is just the five of you. You see a, a minotaur, an elf human a tiefling and for the <laughs> same things only you see a tabaxi uh, a cat-like creature y'all kind of in this circle staring at each other as you come into the room from come into the space from various directions have, have i ever seen a minotaur before uh give me a knowledge check <laughs> yeah i was just curious if i've ever seen like a tiefling before or anything like yeah, that um, you know Nature checks. That's what it is. Both of you give me nature checks. Sam definitely oh Lord, staring up. Oh yes, minotaurs are big creatures. I'm like, oh. Ooh, uh, natural twenty minus one to nineteen. Uh, in your training, you've seen Very tabaxis. Nice. You've seen them. They are vicious uh, fighters. Very depth at athletics and dexterity. These are these are like uh, whereas you're more of a front line, take the brunt of it. Mm-hmm. They're ones that are typically pushed for more uh, clandestine type of activities. They can scale walls. They can get around pretty quietly if they want to. For a majority. Sure. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember what they're. Uh, what'd you get, What's... Pearl? I got a three. <laughs> You look at him and you're like, are you sure you're not a cow? (laughs) My mother was a cow. She was very nice. I mean, you, in your time in the monastery. Can I touch your horns? Maybe another time. I don't know you very well yet. It's gonna be murder on my voice. Oh god! You picked the voice. You committed to it. Yeah. Just telling you. Which I'm sure we'll all understand if you decide to like cut that out after that. I might that. change it a little bit like this, but that's about it. Fair enough. Uh, Pearl, you did. There was some light reading on Minotaurs, but not a whole lot. You haven't actually seen them uh, come to the monastery. Typically, not your not your most common type of monk. You're only pa- it's like what you've heard and actually seeing one in front of you is completely different. Uh, uh, Yovla, Yovla, Yovia, 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 Yovia. 
your reaction to this uh, assortment of characters? She would just uh, look at and like uh, if uh, it seems there's no uh, threatening situation there, so she's like, uh, hello? Uh, do you know why we're here? No, but isn't it exciting? Something new. I love things that are new. I was just looking for an ale and found myself here with you. There is here, though. I don't know. The door went somewhere else when I tried to leave. So I stayed. (laughs) No one really has an idea why we're here. That's weird. I didn't know where I was. Titus, what are your thoughts? I am looking at these curious people uh, and realizing that, I mean, I'm from Barovia. I know what I left when I entered this building, and I'm certain that I've not seen these people before. Um, So I'm just curious. I'm just kind of timid. I'm I'm not really looking to make introductions. (laughs) Uh, right now, and I'm just kind of listening as as things develop to see what I can gain. Sure. I mean, yep, that's uh, definitely an interesting uh, cast we've got uh, in the room. <laughs> but a- as you're all kind of sizing each other up and kind of seeing what's what, um. Okay. As we're uh, kind of as you're signing each other up, uh, you hear a voice off to the side, and you look and see it's that uh, individual. It's the gentleman in the suit. And now, now that you've had a good chance to look at him, he looks to be about middle age. He appears human. Uh, it's kind of a. It's a nice uh, kind of. Uh, it's a nice suit. It's got uh, got tails on the jacket. It's. it's Got a, it's got something like a tie on the neck. Uh, he's got a very well-trimmed uh, mustache. Uh, somewhat balding, and as he stand, as he says, "Ah, you've all met each other. Please step here into the step here. We need, we have much to discuss." And he kind of ushers to a room that, as you, uh, a room that has a large <laughs> table with a uh, seating for everybody, and then some. I don't know if you've really called us meeting the day. Who are you? I am. You can call me Pennyworth, and I'm. I maintain this this house for the master, who's currently uh, away on business. But there's a matter that is very important that I need to discuss with you. Where is it that we are exactly? We... <laughs> that might take a while to explain but please come in and sit down and, and I will do my best to give you a, a, as, as best an answer as I can can I try roll a check insight to see if he's a sure. being honest or whatever mm-hmm. or if I should be worried about him um Ooh, eight plus uh, it's like eight plus one nine. <laughs> uh, as far as you can tell, he is not trying to deceive you. 
He's been, okay. he's being I'm... very he's being very polite, very gracious. Uh, almost, I guess, uh, quickly, he's acting like a butler or someone who man who maintains the dwelling. Okay, cool. Can you tell me how you made this house? I love that it's different. I'm afraid I can't take credit for making the house. That that would be the ma that would be uh, the master's uh, forte. Uh, we have quite he has quite the talent, and this is a very very old dwelling. How old? Can I talk to him? I want to know. Uh, he is he is out on business. I believe he uh, I believe I believe she is actually out in a mountainous region dealing with a dealing with some nasty business. Uh, concerning the Shadowfell, I she hasn't returned yet. Well, that is too bad. Yes, but this is a. Uh, everybody, give me a uh, perception check. Eighteen. Ah, natural twenty. Seven. <laughs> Eighteen. Pearl, what about you? Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Uh, everybody except Tarvos. <laughs> mm, these walls are very pretty Every, everybody but Tarvis you guys as you guys are sitting there and l listening you can almost feel a slight sway to the house oh, oh I don't know what to rent yeah you're you, you have no idea you're just <laughs> yeah. oblivious mm, the, rest of, the rest of you you're you're sitting there as you're taking a moment because now you're fixating on the house you haven't really been fixating on it yet but as you're sitting there, you're sitting, you're you're feeling it kind of sway, like left, right, left, right, and now. You, you, you <laughs> why? Why is the house moving? It's it feels like it's moving. It does that. It never stays in one place for very long. Please come sit. We have a we have we're. We're running out of time to running out of time, and I need to make prepare you as best I can for the journey ahead. Well, if I must, I'll, I'll go ahead and sit down. What do you mean it doesn't stop moving? <laughs> Why would you stay in one place for too long? I mean, that just seems ridiculous. There are so many things to see in the world. I, I understand that. I'm just not used to I'm used to ships moving, not buildings. That and the collection that is stored here. You don't want it to sit in one place for very long. Very bad. Ah, uh, the treasures are precious. I understand that. Hmm. Depending on the depending on the beholder, yes. Please come. I'll go over and sit down. As best Is I can. Window? Are the chairs big enough for me? <laughs> yes. Uh, you actually notice there is a specific chair for your for your size. There's a chair that is a comfortable size for each of you as you sit in there. And as you guys all take your seats, uh, some of the servants come in and provide refreshments. And as you take a moment, uh, the uh, Pennyworth uh, steps over and says, all right, I'm glad you're all rested and I will answer as many questions as I can. But first I must, I, I've called you all here because the, the mistress has deemed that you would be useful for a retrieval. There's an item that has surfaced and we need it and we need to get it out of whosoever hands it is in and in a safe space. Who is, is this? It? Go for it. Who is this mistress? 
the mistress of the house. I, I, I derived as much as that. What is what is her name? Her name her her name is irrelevant right now. Well, it seems irrelevant to me as we are taking on a journey that we know who it is that is sending us. She prefers to keep her name secret. Have we been employed or are we kidnapped? You are not kidnapped. You're free. You're you're free not to take this take this assignment. When we when we stop, you're free to go about your own your own way as soon as we stop. I'm still looking for my sister. I need to find her. She may be in danger. Is uh, there coin to be made? That's a good question. Yes, there is coin to be made. If you complete the completing the task, I will happily give you give give each of you uh, two thousand gold right now and then an additional 2000 gold when you return this item is very important and it, the it remaining in the place that it is is not going to be good it only surfaces every 13 years it has just surfaced again we we time is of the essence so this is go ahead i don't really care about uh but if you could get me to barovia then I will help you. Funny you should mention that. Really? You actually, and actually, you have to go to the land. I need, we need you to go to the land of Zeresh, to the city of, to a city in Zeresh, to retrieve this item. Unfortunately, there's only one way to get to Zeresh now, and that is through Barovia. Have <clears throat> you ever heard about Barovia before? Uh, give me a history check. That's one. <laughs> no. Nope. You've led a very, very <laughs> sheltered life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> New place. I like it. I, 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 this, I want to see new places. So, okay, I'm going. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> Is there something we should call your master? She may not want to be known, but she have a nickname, perhaps. She's sometimes referred to as the Emerald Lady. Mm, that's fantastic. Thank you. So from what you've told us so far, this is kind of a uh, smash and grab situation. Is there a little more finesse? It's not a lot of time to plan. It's a matter. It's. I w I'm not sure, to be honest. This is an item. This it's been. This is an item that has, like I said, only surfaced every 13 years, and it only surfaces for a few days, and then it's gone. So time is of the essence, and if that is the method that you feel that is necessary, I leave it to your discretion on how to retrieve the item. What is the item? Unfortunately, I don't have much information to go on for that. It's I, I from what my mistress told had said. When she told me to retreat, to locate each of you, was that the item is of, is very old and very dangerous, and given the and given the state of affairs, it is something that should not be left out in the wild, as it were. But we don't even know if you work for good or evil. Like, how can we trust you? That's an excellent point. Yes, I, I would use divine. 
Okay. What is it you're trying to discern with divine sense? I am uh, trying to... Um, well, it says I can detect good or evil. Um, and anything affected by a hallow spell... Um, I'm trying to get the sense that this butler guy is evil. No. Okay. You're not getting the sense that he is evil in relation to what you deter what you've come what you've been taught as a paladin, uh, as far as what defines good and evil, and that is the basis for when you use your divine sense, he does not come across as evil. Okay. This this guy that has brought us here, he seems to be of good intent. And I am familiar with Barovia, as I was raised in And as to planning Barovia, it is little good. You're kind of cutting out a little bit, Titus. Sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> we carry it. Care to try that again? Sure. So, um, I was saying that uh, this guy that has, has brought us here, he seems to be a good intent. And with regard to Barovia, I am familiar. And I'm from the area. And planning does look good. All right. So, for just to recap <laughs> for the uh, sake of the audience, Titus is actually was raised born and raised in the in Barovia. Uh, he was trained by a, a paladin who had come to come to be in Barovia up for many years and in and has decided and has taken Titus on as his apprentice, passing on all of his knowledge and and talent and equipment till his eventual death. So Titus Titus can be a good guide. And Pennyworth actually points out the fact that as to Pearl, it's like if you best best to go when best traveling to a best traveling to Barovia, find a Barovian. Look, we have that part accomplished at this point. So my question for you, Honeyworth, is if you don't know what the item is, how are we supposed to find it from what my mistress has said you'll know you, you'll have you'll have a good idea when you get to your location the problem is is getting to is as the times have gone getting to Z zarisha has become extremely difficult since the since the recent calamities in the war in the in the weave now the, our best information our best guess is to get there through through the valley of Barovia. Unfortunately, the way may not may not be entirely clear, so that is where the investigation will have to start. So we have to figure out what it is and then find it. We have to figure out where you're going. 
And then what you're going to get. And then what we're going to get. And then yes. go. Okay. All right. First so, so. The first challenge is to get to Zeresh, get to, get to this place. So we know nothing at this point. Rovia, that's where I want to go. Sounds good. I mean, I'm ready. All righty. Let's do it. Any more questions? No, no, thank you. <clears throat> You've been extremely unhelpful. Oh, well. <laughs> yes, yes, Pearl. Try to secretly touch his face. Say again? I said, while we're doing all this talking, can I try to secretly touch his horns? Uh, give me a <laughs> sleight of hand check. Remember, he's six and a half feet tall. Uh, sitting down. He's currently sitting That's down. True. That's a good point. That's a he's good point. Currently sitting down. So she's she's going. I'm I'm just. She happened to be sitting next to you. She's rolling the sleight of hand check. Okay. Uh, Tarvos, oh. go ahead and give me a perception check. <laughs> Twelve. Ooh. <laughs> uh with perception uh, so 20 21 so as you're sitting there you she she pearl sits there and tries to reach yeah. over ever so slightly just one little finger extended to touch it and you kind of <laughs> see her out of the corner of your eye what do you do to react? Do you let her touch, or do you rea- or do you let her know, let let her know that you you see her coming? Uh, <laughs> I I okay, you uh, I'll I'll wait until she gets about that close, and then I'll go. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm going like this on the other side of the table. <laughs> I already helped my you. Horns. <laughs> Actually, I thought about that too. You had a too. I know. That's why I'm like, um, there. Personal bubble. You're not going to like me very much. Yeah, I'll let her. I'll let her. Yeah, I'll let her touch it. That's fine. Okay. So you kind of turn and then you can touch. You can touch the horn. Yay! I touch the very tip of it to see if it's pointy. It is. <laughs> that's all about. Thank you. I mean, she's a tabaxi. She's yeah, curious. No, that's cool. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll leave that obvious pun alone. The chat yeah. can make the pun. Yeah. We're not going to. I lost, you lost me. It's okay. Right. Don't worry. <laughs> we will make sure you don't get killed. <laughs> see, the chat does not disappoint. Love the chat. Alrighty. Uh, as uh, as you guys are having this conversation, at some point you feel the motion in the house stop. It sort of settles, and Pennyworth looks about and says, "Ah, time for time to begin. Is there anything, any other preparations you need before before you start on this start on this uh, investigation?" That's what I'm going to ask. What? kind of uh, help do you uh, provide us for this journey? We have a full, we have fully stocked provisions for, for any, for as far as basic provisions that you need. Unfortunately, I can't provide you anything too fancy in terms of weapons. However, I can provide you something to help you once you figure out where, how to get to 
Zarish. And as he says that, he waves a he kind of does a motion with his fingers, and uh, one of the servants comes over with a with a with a box. Box. Inside the inside the box is a uh, kind of an amulet. Uh, it's a uh, it's a silver amulet, um, a silver or platinum. It, it it it's very it's fairly nice. It's got a it's got a large emerald in the centerpiece. And on the back, on the on the back is a is a car is a word. Uh, he pulls it out and he hands it over to someone in the group, and says, "When you figured out how to get to Zadesh, use the command. Use the use the use the uh, use this, and it will help you navigate through the mist." How do we use it? <clears throat> uh, he lets you know that there that. Essentially, uh, essentially, this uh, this item is endued with a spell. Really? <laughs> All right. Uh, it's endowed. It's endowed with a spell called um, for finding the path. Uh, basically that spell will, the spell will allow you to, as long as you speak a specific destination you wish to go, when you, when you cast it, it will guide you to that destination in the most efficient manner possible. Yep. Find the path. So, but you have to know where you're going. A general, a general location is not going to work. You have to be very specific on where you're going. Okay. Zoresh is a land, it's a region. You need to know a specific point within that region to go to. And then this will help you get through the mist. Oh, I see. So, okay. It's like a magic compass, almost. Yes. So essentially, that's what it is. Okay. And as he says that, Titus, you take notice of the fact that a way through the mist, being, a, being someone who's of Barovia, you know that the mists that surround Barovia don't let anyone out. They let people, some, some, they let some people in, but there's only very, there's very few instances where it lets anyone out. And that, that, that would, I would pose the question I said, once we're in the mist, how do we get out? This, as, this, long as, as long as you follow this item, it will guide you through the mist. So we can't lose this item. Very important. Is the inscription on the amulet is in a language that I, I can read? Being from yes. Barovia. Yes, it's in a, it's in it's in common. There, all of you can read it, and it's endued with the ability to cast a spell. It can only be used once per day. Okay. So you have to use. You have to be very specific. And as he's explained, you have to be very specific with the location that you ask it to take you to. So how do we find out what location to use? Like, how do we find this information? I would say you probably would need to search and find someone who recog- who is familiar with, the, with with Zeresh. So the Barovians don't necessarily die; they tend to reincarnate themselves. You're gonna be you're gonna need to find someone old enough to remember 
Zeresh and how to get to Zeresh. There's nothing I need to do. I have everything with me, so... Do you have any silver weapons that we could take? That is a very smart idea. Uh, kind of hesitant to say anything. Uh, go and give me a persuasion. Uh, persuasion is 13. Um, he offer, he says he doesn't have much he can offer because there are some things in the collection that need to be out, but he does have some basic, uh, silver daggers. He's willing to give each of you one of those in case, uh, as a last resort on, he apologizes. He can't give you anything better, but you could all take a silvered dagger. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I believe that is all that I need. I'm sorry to say that again, Titus. I believe that is all that I need. Okay. If there's nothing else, then you guys are ready to start on your investigation. Any other questions that need to ask? Where are we being dumped out at? As the as you go, as uh, you've finished your preparations, you've gathered all of your equipment. As you go to, as he goes to open the door, you open uh, you you open, you open the door and you are faced with a clearing. That, and from what you can see in the distance, it looks like a small village. Titus, you recognize this village as the village of Barovia. Roughly a half a mile from where you're where you're being let out. As you all step outside and kind of take in your surroundings. For the four of you who've never been to Barovia before, you We will discuss that after we take a break. Because it's been about an hour. So we're gonna take a quick break. <laughs> I just realized like if I start this, I'm not gonna stop. So I'm gonna take we're gonna do a break. So <laughs> well played. Well yes. well I have a lot of inspiration for when is the right moment and when is the right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to play us back. Catch us up. Here we go. Ooh, getting there. Got to keep it going. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, with that, uh, for those of you who are not familiar with this wonderful, wonderful region that you're in, uh, you you look about this uh, rolling thunder scar, thunder clouds uh, across the land. It's very kind of dark. Uh, Pearl, this isn't as dark and desolate as the Shadowfell, but this might be like a summer home compared to the Shadowfell. Um, there isn't a whole lot of sunlight. Uh, there are a lot of carn carnifer trees, uh, you see along the hills and the mountains, snow caps, uh, it's, it's, uh, actually kind of 
If there was a little more light, it might be a nice place. But what, one of the things you notice is as you look about the tree line, there's a dense mist, a fog that kind of is saturating through the tree line. Uh, the first few, the first few feet into the tree line, it doesn't appear that bad. But as you, as you try to peer deeper into the tree line, you, all you see is this, mist. and uh, you kind of trace it around. It's all you, that's all you see in the surrounding area. The area you're in, see the house is sitting here. It doesn't, as you, you kind of look at it, it looks like it was built there, but you know you felt it moving. And then as you turn about. And look to the village. You see, it's kind of an open. You see a a, a road, uh, to the, that kind of winds its way toward there. Uh, there is uh, in the distance behind you a set of gates, as you that are probably another quarter mile behind you, uh, as, along the path. And Titus, you look about and you're like, ah, oh, yes, we're just south of Barovia. Uh, those, and you look about, yep, those are the gates into the region. So. He does. <laughs> Here, I'll I want to, sorry, I want to no, take a moment before we venture into the mist and, uh, just make introductions and find out a little bit more about all of you guys. Uh, again, my name is Titus, and I'm from this region, and I'm familiar with many of its dangers. Um, and I uh, just want us to be prepared as we are going into this. <clears throat> I see. Uh, Titus, you said before that you're from Barovia, right? Maybe uh, if you know somewhere that we could uh, sit and maybe some drinks to get uh, more comfy place than in the middle of the road. Uh, there's really not uh, much comfort to be had in Barovia. Uh, there are places that you could find that might offer some basic beverages, but that's about it. Well, that's fine. Rather than standing here, I guess. Well, if you guys are rather here, then I won't complain. No, some place to sit and have a drink sounds like a nice thing to me. I would agree. That gives us a chance to uh, learn about each other, as Titus suggested. Carriger, by the way, nice to meet everyone. <laughs> My name is Tavros, the other. The other what? The other Tavros. There's another one? Oh, yes. Do you have a, you have a twin? Not as nice as me, though. Oh, you're the good one. Yes. Okay. He was very evil. Not a very nice man at all. Okay. What did you do to him? Where is he? Well, I had to escape him. <laughs> I had to join the Akron army, which is a very difficult thing to do as, 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 if, if you're a Minotaur. They're not very trusted in, in, in Akroa. They think we're bloodthirsty animals. Some of us are, but some of us are not. You let me touch your horns. You don't seem very bloodthirsty to me. You haven't seen me in battle. True. We all change when we start to fight, I think. 
Yes, yes, I would agree with that. Uh, Titus, what would you what would you think? Is there is there a a place nearby that we could take a seat that is safe? I think we could look about uh, as we go towards the uh, Barovia. I don't recall anything uh, right near the road here. Uh, no, the closest tavern, uh, Titus, that you are familiar with would be the Blood on the Vine in the village of Barovia. Okay. So we would have to venture into Barovia to find such a place. Technically, you are in, because as you look about, you realize you are on the inside of those gates. Okay. The the gates are about a quarter mile behind you, and the village is about a quarter mile in front of you. Okay. By the way... Then I... Go ahead. No, you're you're fine. I was going to say, then uh, let's uh, head toward uh, the village and keep a watchful eye on the tree line as we go. There are many treacherous. What should we be on the lookout for? Wolves, uh, ravens, anything that moves can kill you. Okay. I would like to see it try. I know why there's there's send us here. It's not a place I uh, have imagined in my head before, but okay. Uh, Yelva, give give me a nature check. Nature. An eight. An eight. All right. Um, being a wood elf and grow and the, the ruins you were guarding, that was around a very, uh, actually a fairly decent, uh, well-established forest. Which your note would and you're used to things being a lot lighter, a lot brighter, more more yeah. birds, more more songbirds, and whatnot. Here, no, this place feels sick. Feels, it just feels sick. Here, you don't hear songbirds per se. You hear you hear crows and ravens more often than not. Something about this land is not that feels like something wrong here. Not quite sure what. It's definitely not a very friendly. So uh, I take my bow off my back and just kind of have it down at my side. Not necessarily knocked or anything, but just uh, (coughs) to be Uh, aware. Okay. Are you progressing toward the village? I vote yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. All right. As uh, you guys start to walk after about after a few minutes, uh, go ahead and give me perception checks. Ooh, not twenty. Uh, oh, that's not good. Eighteen. <laughs> uh, three. <laughs> All right. Thirteen. Nope. Sorry. Four. 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 We got a four. Uh, Titus, you said you had a 13? Yes. Uh, Yova, what did you get? Net 20. Net 20. Pearl? 22. 22. Ooh. Carriger? 18. 18? 
right. As uh, Titus and Tarvos <laughs> are kind of leading their way toward the village, you three in the back kind of look about, and you notice that the house is gone. And as you kind of look, you can almost see it walking on a pair of uh, bird avian type legs as it just kind of walks into the woods and the mist kind of surrounds it and it's gone. Guys, look. See that? Did you see that? <laughs> oh, I, I didn't see anything at all. What happened? That is very intriguing. I'm standing next to Pearl. I'm like, you, you saw that, right? Right? You, okay. Yeah, saw what? Made... What happened? Uh, the, the house walked away. What if we walked away? Like it had legs. Little legs. What kind of legs? Chicken legs? So what kind of creature? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It could be fowl of some sort. I eat mostly fish, so. Uh. Thank you for the gifted sub. Thank you for all the bits and the cheers. We are up to 1371, uh, 1700 on the HP bar. Cow. Uh, yes, we know what that means. Oh, God. <laughs> I knock my arrow now at this point. I knock it. My arrow is knocked. Oh, yeah. Where the, you, guys, you guys asked for it. The chat asked for it. The chat's going to get it. <laughs> We're only level one. Yeah, right. Be gentle. First night in <laughs> the birds are gonna get us. It's gonna be yeah, yeah, right. well, yeah. Just a normal day in Barovia. Yeah. <laughs> normal day in Barovia. Oh man. Uh, I want to put a poll to the chat. Okay, that's a that's a very interesting idea. Unfortunately, I don't know how to. I can't really set one up that quickly. However, uh, I do for yeah. next week. Yeah, I'll probably do that for next week. But you know what? I think we're going to do this. Uh, as you guys. <laughs> hey, I can, I can, tr I can do it. I can do it. We can I do can. it, guys. I believe in us. <laughs> I don't even know what the suggestion was. <laughs> I to watch the chat. I'm not that fast. Uh, I think we're going to go with a, with a tried and true and a classic here. Uh, as you guys are starting your progression and you get at, you're standing there talking about this house that seems to have vanished. You're hearing some howling coming from behind you to the southwest. And as you're as you're kind of sitting there. You hear you're hearing the howling in the distance, and you see uh, a pack of wolves dart out from the tree line and make their way towards you. Uh, these are very large wolves and uh, three of the two of them uh, are come over to kind of lead the charge and they're, they're larger than the rest and they come up and start to make a beeline to you and going to need to roll initiative. <sighs> Hey, I'll Claire, post it in the, uh... do you have talking? Can you speak with animals by any chance? <laughs> oh. 
So I have a, uh, a five. Yeah, four. 18. <laughs> All right, so we have... Oh, you guys posting it in the chat. That is awesome. Yeah. 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 Post it in the post it yeah, in the it Zoom chat. Yeah, it's easier that way. It's. All Let's see. So, Tarvos with an eighteen. Bad rolls a lot. Of <laughs> <laughs> hey, get him out of the way right away. <laughs> I guess it's not an attack. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly my point. Get him out of the way right away. <laughs> And then we have Pearl. Yeah. Alrighty, so. I uh, got a pair of, got, uh, basically we have, uh, three, we have two, I said, uh, we have two dire, two large wolves that come at you and, uh, Titus, you look at them and you, you're, you're used to seeing these kinds of packs. So this is, this looks like a, a small hunting pack of both dire and regular wolves. So the two, two, uh, dire wolves lead it with an additional three regular wolves tra taking up the rear. So the two tire the two direwolves are um, rushing towards you. Uh, they're like I said, they're coming from the southwest. Uh, Tarvos, you are the furthest away because uh, the rest of the group is in between you and those wolves, and you are the first in the initiative order. What do you wish to do? Um, you said I'm farthest away. Yes, the I would like to charge at them. And use a uh, Goring Rush. Are they at least 20 feet away? Uh, yeah, they're about 20 feet in closing. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take the dash action on my turn and then use Goring Rush. Um, it says immediately after I use the dash action on my turn and move at least 20 feet, I can make one melee attack with my horns as a bonus action. Alrighty, go for it. So I'd like to do that if I can. And horns, so it's... Uh... So, let's see uh, 15, 21 to hit. <clears throat> I certainly hope it does. <laughs> yep, 21 will hit. Roll damage. So, 1d6 plus 3. So, 2 plus 3, 5 damage. Alrighty. Uh, that effectively stops the dire wolves to stop and focus on you. You now have two of them right on you. Okay. Uh, the first one back. Okay. All right. Does a 19 hit? Uh, it just hits, yes. Alrighty, 19 hit. That will be 10 points of piercing damage as one, the uh, the opposite wolf uh, uh, kind of comes in and clamps down on your arm and just starts to grip it and start tearing into Lord. tearing into your forearm. My goodness. The other one. 
uh yeah the one you gored as uh he kind of comes around uh there was a uh, 19 on the die plus 24 to hit he's going wow. to come around and clamp down on your leg for an additional 10 points of piercing <laughs> all right and that uh that puts me down <laughs> all righty tarvis is on the ground wow barovia sucks did you think this was Disneyland? I, I did not expect it to be that. Bad. This, oh this is not the right kind of Magic Kingdom here. That is a good point. <laughs> I'm sure at some point Titus is going. <laughs> oh, All right, wow. so that is their turn. Uh, Pearl. You are up. You see this. You see the huge Minotaur kind of run down, charge in there, and as he kind of comes up and gores one of them, turns around. He's got gets bit in the arm and then bit in the leg, and then he comes down, and the wolves just are still sitting there, shaking their shaking their muzzles as as they got this grip. <laughs> kind of don't want to go fight him now, but because <laughs> the big guy went down. But I'm going to run up to the, uh, close, the one of the ones that's attacking him and uh, attack with my quarterstaff, double-handed. Right. Uh, yeah. As a monk, you can do that and the bonus uh, unarmed strike still, right? Uh, yes, if it's, depending if it uh, says you can do that. Yeah, go for it. Come uh, down with the bow staff and then come around with a, with a kick or a hit. A punch or whatever, whatever flare. Because as a monk, your whole body is a weapon. Yes. Uh, Sixteen to hit. Sixteen will hit. Roll damage. Uh, Eleven damage for that, and then I'll do the um. I'm gonna strike all like. Uh, which will which is very important. Which wolf will you attack? The one that's gripped on the forearm, or the one that's gripped on the leg? Hmm. One that's gripped on the I'll leg is the one he leg. he he rammed with the horn, so it's it's kind of bleeding a little. bit. Yeah, that would, that would probably be the better one to do first. Alrighty, so that's 11 points for that one. Good to go. And then I'll swing around and kick with uh, my unknown strike. Alright, roll for attack. Uh, that's 14 to hit. 14 will hit. Roll damage. Uh, 4 damage. 4? Mm -hmm. Alright. One is uh, starting to get really hurt. Do you, do you, see, you seem to have uh, definitely dealt it some damage. All right, next up is uh, Yola, Yuvia. Okay, so how far from the uh, Tavros? Uh, you are probably about 10 feet, 15, 10 to 15 feet from Tavros. Uh, your movement would bring you up to them and the wolves. Okay, so I'll just uh, stay where I stand, and uh, Yuvia will uh, grab uh, her amulet and start praying and uh, he cast, uh, she cast uh, healing words on Tavros. Alrighty. Cool. And since I'm a nice guy because of the fact that the HP bar has been knocked down and raised up we're now past 2500 HP. <laughs> I will grant this as a max possible hit points for the healing word. Ooh, so thank you. So what is that the, remind me again, what's the die for healing word you're supposed to roll? 1d4 plus a 3. So you get 7 points of healing 
Uh, Tavros, you are awake and feel that wonderful sensation of being bit on your leg and your arm. However, the one on the leg doesn't feel as bad as it did a few moments ago. And as you look about, you see Pearl is standing there with her quarterstaff and engaged with the one that's attacking your leg. But we'll come back to you in a minute. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, that was your turn. Titus. All right. Um, I will uh, run up to uh, where Tavros and Pearl are at mm -hmm. and attack the one that is latched onto his leg with my greatsword. All righty. And that's a 14 to hit. 14 will hit. Roll damage. Uh, seven damage. Alrighty, seven damage. Okay, yep, this one is definitely feeling it. Alrighty, next up is Carriger. Um, is uh, Uvula? How do you say your name, dear Uvia. elf? Uvia. Uvia. Is Uvia. she still? Is she still next to me? Within uh, yes. five feet. She okay. hasn't moved. So I'm gonna use my sneak attack because she's within five feet of me. I'm going to five use my torch. It's hmm? five feet within the enemy, not within you. Five feet of of your target. Oh. That's okay, okay, though. You have two companions within five feet of your target. So you can still get your sneak attack in. Okay. So I'm going to do that. <laughs> um, but if that doesn't... Hold on. That doesn't make sense. It's if you are attacking a creature that if you're attacking a creature with an ally within five feet, then you get your sneak attack. Okay. It is not an ally within five feet of you. It is an oh, ally within, within five, five feet, feet of, of your of the target. End. Okay. It's like, kind of like we're distracting while you attack, kind of. Gotcha. Okay. Sorry. First time playing a rogue. <laughs> uh, that's fine. We fine. we will. I guarantee you, you're asking the question. There is somebody in the chat or somebody who's going to watch this later who's never thought of, who hasn't played a rogue yet and is going to be curious on how to get that sneak attack. Because yeah, once definitely. you get to higher levels, that sneak attack is pretty, pretty awesome. Wow. So, so Tavros <laughs> is definitely within five feet of the enemy I'm going to be shooting at because he's getting chewed on currently. Yes. So I'm going to use my uh, sneak attack with my short bow. Okay. to um, hit the one that is on his... First of all, no one is in my line of sight. Like, no one is in the way of the one that's on his arm? No. No, okay. no one's in your... You're not, you don't have to worry about it. You have line of sight on either one you want to hit. Okay. Uh, since the great sword is the... Everyone else has been much closer to the other one, I'm going to go for the one that's on his arm. Okay. So... Uh, would that be... A, what am I rolling on that? That will be a D20 with your damage or with your attack modifier. Uh, typically, there should be something for your short bow, so it would be proficiency plus your dexterity modifier. So, 18. That'll hit. Plus, okay. Um, so <laughs> then that means 2D6. 2d6, uh, 2D yes. 1d6 for your sneak attack and 1d6 for your bow. And then it's plus 3. So 2d6 plus 3. Plus 3 each. So 3, 6, 
eight, nine, ten. Uh, what'd you get on the, so that's two D six plus three, I got, not plus six. Oh. Seven. Seven. I, I get where you're going. I just no, want to make that's... sure clarify it's two D six plus the number. So yes, seven, seven seven points. And that yes. was on the one attack in the arm. Correct. Alrighty. So brings us up to Tarvos. Tarvos, you are technically prone on the ground with these wolves gripping on your uh, arm and your leg. The one on your leg is considerably weaker grip than the one on your arm. What do you wish to do, sir? Um, I guess I can't stand up, can I? Because they're they're more or less on me, are they? <clears throat> they're fairly be, large. That would be a strength check if you want to stand up, regardless of their grip on you. But you, um, could, you technically could try. You could attempt to stand up. They're not holding you prone per se, but given yeah. your size and stature, they mm. would probably be. It would be an opposing strength check, and you could stand. Yeah, sure. Um, can I pull out my dagger and try to kind of stab one and then stand? Yeah. Just to kind of loosen the grip a little bit, make it a bit easier. All right. Which if one I, I mean, if that works, I don't know. Which one do you want um, to Which one has the tighter grip on me? The one on your forearm. Okay, I'm going to try to stab that one uh, in okay. the neck and just really kind of... Uh, that works. Bad dog. All right, go and roll for attack. Uh, so let's see. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Uh, does A914 hit? A14 does hit. Roll damage. All right, 1d4 plus 3. Is that right? What's a d4? Yeah, it's Ooh, seven damage. Seven damage. Nice. With All the right. silvered dagger. Fortunately, silvered dagger. The fact that it's silver doesn't I'm just, see... I'm just throwing it out there just to make sure. You never know. <laughs> I know. Uh, if you're, since you're probably unfamiliar with silver weapons, it's like you're thinking it might, you're thinking it, it works though. It's pointy. It's sharp. It's uh, <laughs> stabbing into the flank there. And you exactly. do feel the you do you do feel the grip start to loosen just a little bit, and now um, go ahead. Can I use a bonus action to kind of use my shield to try to push one of the the wolves off, uh, or would that be considered an action? That would probably be an action to do that. Okay, so cool. right okay, now cool. it's your movement, and I would cool. advise. And so it's the matter of do you still wish to try and stand, or are you going to wait till your next round? Uh, no, I'll try and stand if I can. Yeah, sure. All right, real quick, go ahead and give me a strength check. Sure. Ooh, 17. All right. You're able to stand up uh, as much as the wolves try to prevent you from standing. They do. You do actually kind of muscle yourself up to a standing position. Cool. Thank uh, you. Welcome. And now it's their turn. So they loosen their grip. And the, the one on your forearm. That is a... Uh, 21 to hit. Wow, really? Man alive. So there would be, uh, that is going to be 10 points of piercing, which I believe will put you down on the ground. Does again, yep. Alrighty. Man. Uh, the other one, who is a little irritated that it got hit by three different people, is going to release his grip, turn, <laughs> and see. Me, 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 <laughs> Pearl. Ah. 
yeah, that will be a 23 to hit. Oh, man. Yeah, These wolves are rolling crazy tonight. And Jeez. that will be 10 <laughs> points of piercing damage. Uh, oh. <laughs> wow. Oh, Say that again. I'm down. All righty. <laughs> well, that, uh, that wolf uh, kind of... Released his grip from Tarvos, turned around and snatched at you, at you and grabbed you and just sunk in, and that that you just fainted and you're just there. So now it's kind of sitting there, kind of moving in. Alrighty, um, uh, Pearl, need you to make a death save, sweetie. That will be a D10. Let me know if you get something better, if it's above or below 10. That's a seven. That will be a failed uh -huh. death saving throw. Oh, boy. It's okay. It's okay. I know. All righty. <laughs> Next up is, uh, uh, I'm going to get this. Uvia. Hopefully, Yuvia, Yuvia, Yuvia. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yuvia, you're up. So how bad the wolf injured already? You have two party members that are currently unconscious. Yeah, I know. Uh, wolf on each. And the rest of the pack kind of in the dis in the, it, it, not too far away, kind of just waiting to see how this turns out. That's my question is where's the rest of the pack? <laughs> what I want to know. Waiting. So how injured the, the wolf is? Again? How oh, injured uh, the wolf is? The wolf, that, the wolf that attacked Pearl is probably, the, has, got, has got several wounds and is kind of bleeding a bit. Uh, the one that is still kind of working his way through Tavros uh, seems to be in better condition. Uh, so I will uh, uh, yell to the body. Just let's get rid of the wall first before we uh, we take care of our fallen comrades. Then uh, she will uh, come to the uh, the one that attacking uh, Pearl. Mm -hmm. And then uh, she has uh, Grim Framblade and attack with her short sword. Okie dokie. Go ahead and roll for attack. Short DFB. Ah, is 11 to hit? Fortunately, 11 does not hit, but I will let you have advantage again because of how much the okay. HP bar has been going down. I told you it would be a benefit and a boon and, and a curse. Today, it's a benefit. So go ahead, and roll, go ahead and roll it again. 17. That will work. 17 will hit. Roll your damage. Yeah. So it's um, nine piercing damage for the nice. one I target. And then uh, three fire damage to the one next to it. Okay, so you stab the one and oh. dealt nine damage, and then the opposite one takes fire damage as well? Yes, Grim Flame Bait. And it mm -hmm. takes how much fire damage? Three fire damage. 
Three fire damage. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. That wolf is is really weak now. It's just kind of it's kind of lethargic. One that's uh, gripped onto Pearl. Uh, the one that's attacking, the one that's gripped onto Tarvos. He's a uh, he's definitely on fire. That's you've attracted his his attention. Uh, next up is Titus. I will uh, go to the one that is recently uh, charred and uh, swing at him with my great sword. Alrighty, go and roll for attack. That is a 19 to hit. And will hit. Roll damage. Ooh, six damage. Damage. Alrighty. Uh, it's definitely bleeding from a few more wounds as you come down with those strikes. Uh, Car uh, Carriger? I am going to... Oops, not what I wanted to do. There it is. Sorry. Uh, I am going to pull out my rapier and attempt to stab the one that is on Pearl. Alrighty. So there's an 18 hit. 18 will hit. All right. Six damage. How do you want to do it? Uh, okay. Since you are new to the, since you are somewhat new to this, uh, <laughs> one of the one of the great phrases in the uh, D, &D community right now is, "How do you want to do this?" And when you when you get to the killing strike, uh, so how you tell me, you narrate to me how this wolf receives that strike. <laughs> Um, so how is, is Pearl prone? And then the wolf is like the, on top the, of Pearl her has, or Pearl has fallen. The wolf is kind of worked, was, was gripped onto the arm and is kind of just kind of racking its head back and forth on the arm. It hasn't moved into any of the other, any of the other bits to start eating. So as his, is he space, is, his, is he facing me or am I on the side of him? You're on the side of him. His he's he's gripped onto the uh, he's gripped his his mouth and everything's gripped onto Pearl. So you're coming up on the flank. Okay. So isn't there something that we have to like be semi family friendly when we? Yes. Be careful. <laughs> okay. You can't be all that descriptive, but okay. You know. <laughs> I, I have like the the okay. Um, a second. I got to change it up a little bit then. Um, just, just a hair, just a hair. Um, so he's okay. So I'm going to come up right behind him. It's a rapier as a fencer. I'm going to lunge and I am going to stab him right through the rib cage, right through his heart, all the way up to the hilt. And that pushes him like all the way off of her. Yep. Stab him as you, right as through you... the heart, through the rib cage. You come in and you do this move that you practice and it goes right through the rib cage, right through the heart, actually comes out the other side a little bit. And the wolf just kind of slumps, his jaw slacks, it releases and just kind of topples over. And now 
sit there and you just reverse your grip and pull the sword back out of the wolf. Uh, which brings us up to Tarvos. Go ahead and give me a death saving roll, please. Is that a d20? 20. Uh, how about a 12? 12 will work. That is a success. That one done. The other one uh, is going to move around, and the one that was gripping onto your arm, Tarvos, has released his grip and is now going to attack uh, Titus because Titus is standing there and was the last one to deal a blow. So, um, Titus, that would that that is a natural twenty. How do you want to do this? <laughs> nice knowing you guys. It's been a great campaign. It's been yeah, fantastic. Uh, so... <laughs> wow. What the dice says. Not what I No, said. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, so that was uh, 20 points of piercing damage as the wolf lunges up at you and sinks in on your on your shoulder yeah that that's enough i'm down wow uh yella (laughs) yuvia what are you going to do (laughs) wait a minute kill the wolf get it what do you got get the wolf okay then uh yuvia enrage as uh she saw that one of uh, her party member down again, and she will uh, do, an, uh, do an attack. She will cast a booming blade with a sword sword. Okay. And roll for attack. So, so it's, yeah, no. 11 to hit. Eleven uh, doesn't hit, but go ahead and roll it again. <laughs> Let you keep Come that on. advantage on advantage rolling here. Fourteen to hit. Fourteen will hit. Roll damage, and it's a uh, nine piercing damage. Alrighty. All right, and it is uh, severely weak, but it is still it's it's loosened its grip on Titus. So, and as she strike, uh, there's a loud booming sound with uh, her as her she's swinging her sword sword, and uh, the wolf will get uh, kind of aura that if it moves, it will get another damage. So if it moves from its current position, it will take more damage. Yes. Yep. Alrighty. Uh, brings us to Titus. Uh, oh, sorry, skipped over that. Uh, Titus, go ahead and give me a death saving roll. You're on mute, Titus. Uh, uh I heard eleven. Is that what we yes. heard? Yes. 
Alrighty. That is 11. That is a success. Uh, Pearl, I skipped yours. I need you to give me another death saving throw. <laughs> I apologize. Oh, that was close. That was a two. Oh. No. That's so close to a one. Oh my word. That is a... Is it a two? It's a two. Uh, that is a fail. I know it is, but at least it wasn't a one. That's fair. That is fair. That is fair. <laughs> this is a good thing. Alrighty. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Such faith in me, guys. Such faith. Yeah. yeah Alright. Um... Carriger. Yes. Carriger. I am going to spin around and uh, go after that last wolf with my rapier. Okay. Um, I got. I do not hit it. Got a five. Go and roll it again. 15. That will hit. Roll damage. Okay. Seven and ten. How do you want to do it again? All right. Uh, what's the what are the, what, what positions are we in? Where is it at? Am I coming at it from the side again? Yep, you're coming at it from the side again. I'm going to do the exact same thing. I'm going to lunge across Tavris's body and stab <laughs> it right in the heart. going to like, so I'm going to step around you, buddy. Don't worry. I'm not going to step on you. I'm going to step like between the legs and I'm going to like right through the heart, do the chest cavity. All righty. And yeah, you come around and same move again. And this, and the wolf topples over. And now you and Yuvia are are standing over uh, your three companions. Um, uh, then, you do know uh, that inside your equipment, you do have. I was going to say, what do we got? Uh, each of you has. I'm looking. Do I have any healing potions? Funny you should say that. Each of you does have a healer's kit, but you also, all of you each have. Two healing potions mm. a piece. Basic Good. healing potion. You can thank the chat for continuing to knock down that HP bar. We're not. To... <laughs> thank, thank you. Chat. you. <laughs> so each of you each of you has two healing potions and each of you has a healer's kit. A healer's kit will automatically it will has ten charges, and for each charge will automatically stabilize a downed character. And then after a little so, bit, they will come to consciousness. So I leave, I leave it up to you to use the healer's kit or to pop the cork and pour a healing potion down their throat. Uh, the, where oh, is the, the rest, rest of the wolves of the have wolves. decided to turn and leave. Uh, Yuvia, what do you think? I, I say we heal them and get them into the city as quickly as possible. Yuvia, we just uh, cast another uh, healing word to Titus. All right. Okay. And then I will I will go to each of them or as Yuvia is doing that, I will go ahead, I will go over to Pearl. I will pop the potion and pour that down her throat. I will then go over to Titus and do the same thing. 
All right, uh, Pearl and Titus, each of you get 10 points of healing for max healing value. Again, thank you to the chat. And uh, you cast Healing Word, and your max is 7 on the Healing Word. So, Titus, you take 7 points of healing. All three of you come to consciousness and notice that you both have wounds from these wolves, but they're, they're not as bad as you thought they were. They are healing a bit. And you see the bodies of two dead dire wolves uh, stand, uh, uh, around you as well. Sorry, who healed me? Uh, Carriger handed you a he gave you a healing potion, so you feel. Oh, I thought she gave it to Titus. I gave. Well, we each have each each individual has two of them in their pack, right? Is what mm -hmm. you're saying. Yes. So I took one from each of their packs, gave them their healing potions. Oh, okay. Sorry. I... So yeah, each character we each okay. get our own. So yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> and Yuvia said or said I uh, was casting Healy Word on Titus, so that's why Titus yeah. got the seven. Yeah, that's, I heard so, Titus. So I wasn't oh, every, sorry. Everyone is no, 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 that's okay. Titus no, it's, Tyrus, that's okay. The other team. No, 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 it's, it's okay. So I just want to make sure healing, I Everybody I... is standing. Uh, you... Welcome to Barovia. So, uh, am I strong enough to... How, how big are the dire wolves' uh, carcasses? Uh, a... <laughs> A dire wolf. Not exactly a small creature. Uh, oh, they're it's huge. It's a large beast, <laughs> so it would be it. A dire wolf standing at its uh, shoulder would be almost to Tarvis's uh, thigh. Tarvis is uh, most minotaurs, I believe, are pushing that seven to eight foot range. So, okay. if that kind of Kind of gives you an idea. It's if it's standing up would be almost as tall as you are as a medium sized creature at an average height of five oh. foot six. Okay. Can we um do people eat wolves? Yeah. So I'm I just wouldn't thinking be against eating it. <laughs> I'm just thinking we take it with us. That way we can skin them, keep the pelts, use them to trade, and use the meat to trade with the villagers to get information. Ooh, that's a good idea. It's very smart. Tavros, are you feeling good that if we can tie them together you can we can help you carry them oh i can probably carry them i'm a big guy <laughs> i can take one of them anyways okay all right so think uh, <laughs> save for the sake of brevity because it is uh it is already after 10 o'clock and we're almost to oh, wow. our stopping point for the night oh yeah it, it goes by quick i'm not <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's you gotta love combat situations. to get the the combat to really get the blood flowing, you know. I tell you what, yeah. Wow. <sighs> so, uh, you managed to you managed to use your rope and whatnot to tie the wolves together, and with Tarvos doing the the bulk of the of the pulling, you're able to pull them into Barovia and make your way to the blood on the vine uh, and you go in and you communicate speak with the tavern owner and managed and give me uh persuasion checks who who wants to do the negotiation let me ask that first not uh, me not you okay i have a plus one that's as close as i got titus how's your yeah um... i got zero for persuasion i have a plus four on persuasion so i could probably do it all right yep. who is going that's to assist tar Titus in this. Uh, I'll assist him. 
Okay. So stand next to him and. Uh, <laughs> Titus, uh, go ahead and roll the persuasion check with advantage. Uh, so that is a twenty-two persuasion. <laughs> wow. Well played. Uh, yes. With that, you managed to uh, persuade the innkeeper at the Blood on the Vine Tavern to allow you guys uh, drinks and food and all in exchange for the wolves and the pelts. So you guys get to eat and drink and rest for free where you can discuss and see what you're going to do. Can, can I keep one of the pelts because it's my first dire wolf kill? <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah, high enough on there. You're fine. So it, it, it'll take it'll take him a little bit to do that. And uh, that is where we will leave off and we will pick up again next week inside the tavern and for you guys to continue your investigation. So congratulations, everybody. That was uh, a <laughs> that was that was interesting. <laughs> thank you, chat. <laughs> yes. yes, thank Be you. Sure to thank the chat. <laughs> wow. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sitting here with my 19 arm class, going, "Yeah, I'll be fine." <laughs> Two heads down. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Barobi. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> all righty uh so uh thank you to the chat thank you to the cast uh, if you guys hang out for a couple minutes i'll shift over um and uh any la- and uh yeah so hang out be bear with me just a moment cast i'll be right back to you All right, so uh, chat and everybody watching, thank you for hanging out with us for this session, uh, first uh, session in season one or season two of Challenge Accepted. Uh, we'll see what kind of fun shenanigans our uh, adventurous uh, party gets into in their investigation. Uh, thank you for all of Carriger. Uh, Miss Beth will be with us on Scuba and the Rye on Tuesday to discuss what she does in relation to D&D and... That is going to be very interesting, I can assure you, because I had a great time hearing about it, and I can't wait to share it with all of you. Um, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy uh, all this wonderful time in COVID. Make sure you stay safe. Uh, communicate with with your loved ones and wear your masks out and all of those other wonderful things, because the sooner we can all band together and make sure we're all safe, the sooner we can put this to the curb and get back to business as usual or the closest facsimile there is. Uh, with that, thank you again for watching. Have a great night, and we will see you on our next stream. Thank you.